Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. You need to follow us on the Twitter. Even if you're not on Twitter, we can teach you how to use Twitter so it doesn't make you insane and angry. Uh, I, I like that. I like that your assumption that we don't have more Twitter followers is that people don't know how to use Twitter. I'm going to go with that. Well, that's part of it. Um, I tweeted something. I retweeted something last night. And, that they don't, and not that they don't want to see my breakfast on a Sunday morning. I retweeted something last night that made me laugh on and off for 45 minutes. And if I watched it again now, I would start laughing again. Was it the Leprechaun with the Fleetwood Mac song? No, that, although that was outstanding. That is so funny. Well, the guys, <laughs> Have you seen the Lucky Charms no. all over the oh, ground? Oh, eh? oh my <laughs> God. You've got to see the Leprechaun on the skateboard with the Fleetwood Mac song. You ought to song. follow us on the Twitter. <laughs> that is funny. So I don't know if you're aware of this, and we'll we'll get to the antitrust stuff we promised in a second, but... There, there is a, a kind of a subcategory of viral vids of of woke chicks. Your social major white suburban chicks Wake in their up. cars screaming about Trump and his racism. I can't take it anymore. And each of these social degree chicks tries to out shriek each other. Right? Well, it's a four panel video. Three of them are some of the most viral. Woke chicks screaming about Trump and racism. And the fourth panel is some sort of howler monkey. 
<laughs> oh, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. We ought to post it at armstrongandgetty.com. But if you follow us on the Twitter, you've already seen it. You see the leprechaun with the Fleetwood Mac song. He's on his skateboard, but he doesn't have cranberry juice. He's drinking straight out of the Lucky Charms box. Yes, I, I've done that. <laughs> yes. So have I. Yes. At any rate. Then you chase it with a swig of milk and... Bigora. <laughs> Uh, Tim Sanford, Tim, the uh, lawyer from the uh, Goldwater Institute, who is a frequent correspondent with the Armstrong and Getty Show, guest, etc., and a longtime friend. Uh, he was tweeting about uh, big tech and the antitrust laws and the hearings in Congress and the rest of it. And he unleashed a, 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 a Twitter thread, as they say, uh, citing cases and, and uh, technical stuff and very interesting, very thick stuff if you're into it. But a guy tweeted at him, dude, you know, regular people can't understand you. <laughs> and Tim, and this is Tim's great gift, uh, said, I do. So here's the simple version. And he explains it in ways that uh, dunderheads like ourselves can understand. Back in the 1930s. With their short sleeve shirts. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Back in the 1930s, the idea in antitrust law was basically that it was illegal for a business to be big. How did a business get big? Most got big by charging low prices and providing goods and services people liked. So you got cases like the Alcoa case of 1945, where the business was convicted because it was a well-run business that was so well-run, others got outcompeted. Being outcompeted was considered a bad thing under the antitrust laws of those days. Uh, charging prices that were too low was considered bad. I would point out that that was a... Uh, a you know, back in the early 20th century, during the trust buster uh, Teddy Roosevelt era, they were trying to tear down big, nasty, anti-competitive monopolies. But like most ideas in politics, once it was successful, it wasn't abandoned. It just got more and more like steroidal. So the progressive crusaders uh, decided that they would tear down anything that was big. So that's what Tim was talking about. Then came the so-called Chicago School, a group which is differentiated from you. they bring a knife, you bring a gun. That's the Chicago way. That's the Chicago way, not the Chicago School. The so-called Chicago School is a group of lawyers and economists who said, hey, it makes no sense for the government to punish businesses for charging low prices and providing good, innovative stuff. The focus of our law should instead be on consumer welfare, which means making things cheap and plentiful. If companies do things that don't make stuff cheap and plentiful, we can go after them. But if companies are just competing, that's a good thing, even if it means their competitors get driven out of business. Yay! The result was basically the last 40 years of increased prosperity and innovation. This proposal, he's talking about the tech thing, like much of the talk in the universities nowadays, is to go back to the old way and eliminate the consumer welfare standard. That would make antitrust what it was in the 1930s, a weapon to be used by businesses that can't compete fairly and ambitious politicians who want to look like crusaders, when in reality they're a bunch of cronies and parasites. You do not want this to happen. And then I will retweet the article he uh, posted, Antitrust Basics, Rules of Reason, Standard versus Consumer uh, Welfare. The difficulty with tech is that it is a mix of all sorts of stuff. They're not selling aluminum. Um, they're selling information services and search engines and, and email and the rest of it. Then they're selling your data to zillions of different people. And they are buying up and crushing competitors. And at what point it becomes anti-competitive is a little difficult to tell, especially if you're not really up to your ears immersed in, in tech. How do all those companies get lumped together, though? They all do such different things. They have commonalities because of the way they, they sell ads and data and buy up competitors and stuff like that. But I am now officially up. Oh, beep. 
beep, beep, at the end of my uh, knowledge chain. It's, uh, I'm, I'm not, not only am I not an expert, I'm not even a particularly well-informed layman on, on the, the real specifics of the antitrust legislation. I need to read more about it. All I know is uh, they have outsized power, influence, and a lot of it's secret, and a lot of it's dishonest, and they are evil. On the other hand, if they're simply big and better, no, of course I don't want the government to intercede there. Of course not. But I see an evildoer with enormous power, and I do want to look at it. Now the perfect transition music. Jeffrey Tubin? At least Pee Wee Herman was in an X-rated movie theater. I'm just saying. Oh, boy. O.J. Simpson (sighs) weighing in on the stupid story of the day that CNN's legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin got caught on a Zoom meeting pleasuring himself. Not only is O.J. a spree killer, but he is the world's worst at reading the room. (laughs) It's just nobody wants that, O.J. Nobody. Among his flaws, murderous rage, and uh, not good emotional intelligence. I'm just saying. Yeah. Among his talents. Right. uh, Running through defenders. Eluding tacklers. Yes. Certainly. Uh, Selling the services of rental car uh, giants. Right. Among others. Not acting. Not acting. Sea frog man. He he was my hero as a kid, O.J. Simpson. O.J. exhausts me. Yeah. I was a Walter Payton guy. Turns out Walter was not nearly the guy we thought he was either. But he not, didn't feel the same way. He yeah. didn't behead people, did he? No, no. no. Didn't think so. No, no. No, he, he broke some fingers, though, over debts. No, I don't know. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> you can't just say that sort of thing on the air. The man may be gone, but uh, laws, they're laws. The election is two weeks from today. Just throwing that out there. I got a debate in two days. A uh, All records have been smashed for early voting. Part of it is the COVID. Part of it is they've changed the rules to make it easier. Nobody knows the answer to this question, though, and we'll find out come election day. I think I do. <laughs> What's the question? Is this an indication of a record high turnout, way more people are going to vote, or the same number of people that usually vote just voting earlier? We don't know that. We won't know until the election gets here. I admit it. I don't know that. (laughs) A couple of stories uh, sort of kind of from the world of technology, uh, including mechanical technology. They just uh, set... Uh, a, a the land speed record for a production car. I cannot... Oh, my son will love this. I cannot exactly define for you what a production car is. It's, I think they got to make bunches of them, not make one of them. Well, right, and it, it must be street legal. Okay, street legal, and they're actually making it. It's for sale. In, in a place where there are not, uh, like, uh, maximum speed legality. Mass-produced, identical models available for the public. Yeah, that makes sense. This biatch ain't mass-produced, I promise you that. It is a, what is the name of this? A 1,750-horsepower SSC Tuatara. PT Cruiser. (laughs) Tuatara, designed by Jared Shelby. Uh, SSC North America boss of the legendary Shelby family. So he's like the son or grandson of... uh... Uh, I believe v. that Shelby? is. I believe that's played correct. by Matt Damon in the movie. That may be. 
Very oh. good movie. Yeah, that is a good movie. But they uh, they tell the story of uh, a gust of wind came up and almost caused the guy to wreck. Uh, but the last time he glanced at his speedometer, he was hammering along at 310 no, miles per hour. Don't, don't, don't. I was thinking like low twos. Yes, Jack, but he just glanced down and saw 310. He'd missed when he was going 331.15. Oh. Wow. You have to average several runs to account for breezes and or pavement, uh, blah, 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 to set the official record. His final verified average of the runs was 316.11 miles per hour. That's hauling A. Damn! Was he texting while he did it? <laughs> I certainly hope not. We, at one point... Oh, this car looks like Knight Rider. We were doing commercials years ago for a, a car dealer, and um, they let me drive for a, a couple, two, three days. Uh, the Super is like 540 horsepower Cadillac, I think it was. Yeah, that's the Cadillac that they put the Corvette motor in. Right. And I drove this thing for uh, a couple of days. Like I said, I couldn't wait to give it back. <laughs> um, it was, uh, it was. I was going to kill myself in it, um, and or you know, wreck it or hurt somebody. It, and and listen, maybe a certain kind of guy can own this sort of car who's a better human being than me. But as I said at the time, it was like owning a machine gun. Why do I own this if I'm not going to shoot it? Yeah. Why do I own a rocket ship unless I'm going to floor it it's and type, get pressed back into the sea? It's a type of person, I guess, because I've never seen anybody drive a Tesla fast, and every Tesla on the road is faster than that car. I know it. Uh, and I've never zero to eighty. I've never been in a Tesla where anybody really puts their foot in it, and I've never seen anybody do it. They're the fastest car on the road, but yeah, there are cool YouTube videos of like here's a Tesla family sedan against the uh, the Hellcat. Uh, the Dodge Hellcat, not even close. The Smokes Tesla just them. runs away from it. Please, spade that Hellcat and put it in a litter box or something. That's to do know. with the lack of torque and because it's electric. All yeah, the, you're yeah. at a you're at immediate top maximum torque and horsepower. Yeah, you don't have to build up a certain amount of anything like you do in a combustion engine. But yeah, I'd love to drive one in early. Yeah, you got to be careful. You punch that thing, you swallow your teeth. I know it's just it's gravity. <laughs> it's right out of your gums, right Damn, down your gullet. Swallowed my teeth. <laughs> I've always wanted to do one of those kind of crash courses. Is probably the wrong word, but you can go to race. You got to pull your tongue out of your windpipe. <laughs> And they kind of teach you how to drive at high speeds yeah. in a controlled environment. Yeah. I, I always thought that would be fascinating. Well, see, that's the other your thing. Your eyes end up back in your socket, and you got to get them back out again. <laughs> your eyes go flat. <laughs> you got you to gotta close your mouth and push real hard like you're pooping to get your eyes to pop out to be around again. Anyway, uh, the other thing about this car I was driving was uh, its cornering ability was legendary. So, of course, I was pushing it to see how hot. I could go into corners, which is great until you realize, oh, not that hot. <laughs> Check out the great new swag like the new masks at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Censor the New York Post. You can censor Politico. Presumably you can censor the New York Times or any other media outlet. Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? And why do you persist in behaving as a Democratic super PAC, silencing views to the contrary of your political beliefs? 
That is Senator Ted Cruz questioning Brigham Young, who is the leader of Twitter. <laughs> I think that was Jack Dorsey, who is now sporting a truly historic beard. Oh, um, genuflect. Yeah, I've heard that word before. Really? To lower one's body briefly by bending one knee. It's to bend the knee. Yes, exactly. It's uh, frequently uh, seen in Catholicism. Uh, I love Ted Cruz in a lot of ways, but he cannot not take it over the top. <laughs> so, but he was basically questioning. We the... shall never surrender. <laughs> He's basically questioning the guy who runs Twitter on why you, why you not allow Twitter to show the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's emails. Right. What the heck? What the heck is the deal there? You've 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 blocked You're... you've blocked the New York Post. And the answer was, well, they're not blocked anymore. They could, if they go in and delete their previous post, they can repost it. Well, did you tell them that? Because they they, they apparently don't know that because they I, haven't done it yet. I think they do know that, but they're making a philosophical oh. stance. Okay, They wouldn't um, haul themselves up on the cross to be a bigger hero for their constituency. I deny that. But the thing that I, that I didn't understand until the very end, and I'm still not sure I understand it, is why Dorsey doesn't just say out loud, well... I put stuff on there that helps Biden, and I leave stuff off that hurts him. Or I put well, stuff on that hurts Trump and not stuff that helps him, that, because that's I prefer Trump. That gets us back to Section 230 of the whatever code it is, commercial code. Or, so he can't say he, that out loud? He then would be a publisher and not a public forum. Um the the fact that he said, well, they in his I'm dying of hunger voice, well, they violated our terms by publishing something that might have been hacked or whatever. And and Ted Cruz just nailed him on the, the president's tax story in the New York Times. He should have said, listen, everybody who works for Twitter is left. I mean, this like the, the liberals are the conservatives at Twitter. And so we don't like conservatives. <laughs> Just go ahead and say it, man. Well, so, Your excuse-making was humiliating. The part that kind of explained it at the end was when Ted Cruz said, how are you not just a super PAC for the Democrats? Because if, right. if they are, then they've got different guidelines oh, and responsibilities. Goodness, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if, like, uh, the very little nourishment he takes in all goes to the beard. <laughs> oh, so I mean, because obviously it's it's something your body is doing, so it burns calories. So Jack Dorsey of Twitter is a super intermittent faster, and you say he eats hardly any at all. Oh well, he's just he, he he's takes, very thin. Takes great pride, and it yeah, it is exacerbated since he's taken this on. But uh, but yeah, how thin does some people want to be? Like I want to be thinner, but like I don't want to look like I'm dying. Yeah, it's, he wants to look like a guy on the cover of Men's Fitness. But yeah, he's uh, he's shrunk down uh, his window eating like to an hour, maybe two. But <sighs> yeah, just really tiny windows. And one of the I'm like, well, that's that's too far for most. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, this will be an ongoing conversation for quite some time to come with the most egregious example, as Ted Cruz pointed out just two weeks ago, that a major story that you couldn't even forward to people on Twitter from a legitimate newspaper. Yeah. Yep. Well, that was a good, solid beating delivered by Ted Cruz. Took it over the top a little bit for me, but uh, that's fine. A fine prosecution. There's more to come, too, and we'll bring you some more highlights as the tech giants are being grilled on Capitol Hill for their various sins. Do you think that will result in anything, though? Similar sort of story breaks today. You think they'd allow it on Twitter? Or? I think they might have to get a little more professional about it and not just let a bunch of pierced, bearded Antifa members decide what to <laughs> censor anymore. 
You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. No! Go away. Please go away. You're good. What's up, dude? Dude, you're scary. No! No! That, my friends... You're not getting me, dude. ...is a runner in Utah being menaced for six full minutes by a mountain lion. That is stalking him as he is walking slowly backward, back up this road he came down. He uh, he was running. He stops. He sees a mountain lion cub, and he moves toward it to get a better video on his phone. Mm. Mistake number one. Yes. And all of a sudden, he sees mama charge out. Mama and baby charge toward him. 
at which point the six-minute ordeal of pants wetting begins. Did he pull out his cell phone, or did he have a GoPro going beforehand? It, it appeared to be a handheld cell phone, cell phone yeah. yeah. Wow, I wouldn't even, it wouldn't even cross my mind, I don't think. Well, and he listen. was trying to get a nice pick of the little cub. Oh, he had his phone out already to yeah, get the to picture. Get, oh, okay. the little cub, yeah. Gotcha. Um, and so, uh, and I spent the six minutes yelling at him. Um, now, I have run into a mountain lion. Although, you hate to say, well, I tell you what, somebody pulls a gun on me, yeah, because you're an a-hole. All right. If, if it hasn't happened to you, you don't know what you're going to do. But I kept yelling at him, throw a rock, throw a rock, grab a rock and throw it. And Judy's like, he probably doesn't want to crouch down. I say, it's worth it. Throw a rock. And six minutes later, he crouches down, throws a rock in the mountain line, takes off in the other direction. So uh, permission to nitpick here. Uh, yes. Yes. Feel free. If the cougar was actually stalking that guy. He would have been a puddle at the end of that video. The, the, right. the cougar was not in attack mode. It was in get away from my yeah. kids mode. Yeah. It was yeah. back, back away from the kids. Yeah, it was very aware. And uh, I, I read a, a a guy, a reporter who spent a lot of time reporting in the in the bushes of Africa and has spent a lot of time around cats. And he was going over some of the, the what he did right, what he did wrong. Holding your like the, the initial thing you want to do is be big and loud. He but did that. The, he tried the calm conversation. Oh, you, oh, dude, you're okay, man. That's not. You're not going to convince the the cougar of that way. And be careful bending down to pick up a rock. Like break off a tree branch, throw that. Look for things that you can grab that are arm level. What if you buy her a chardonnay and say, "I'll be right back," and then you just sneak out to your car? <laughs> oh, hello. I get what you did there. Um. Right. Yeah, I get that crouching down can be dangerous, but at some point, well, especially because the thing was in warning mode. But it yes. makes a number of false or warning charges at the guy with paws high rah, 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 trying to make itself look yes. big and scary yes. so it was it was like two tough guys after three drinks in a bar but since there's a lot of huffing and puffing nobody was there to kill anybody probably he was since, correct to, to to walk backwards away from yeah, it maintaining never eye turn contact your back with and it. run yeah. Yeah. Right. you don't think that would have worked since she was just trying to protect her cub if he'd have just taken off no 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 because they say it flips a switch in the cougar and they go into pursuit mode oh really yeah well, i don't want that no, no. Yeah, they almost don't. always attack you without you seeing them. So what you I, looking at them discourages the what attack. What if I just look around for somebody slower than me? Get on the other side Push of the them down. What, say, what purpose him. would that serve <laughs> if you couldn't outrun the mountain lion? The cougar, also known as the mountain lion. Divorcee. The, the, oh, we're back on that. The puma, the panther, the painter, and the catamount. Mm-hmm. The, the, a catamount has become a, a problem. I me. was menaced by a catamount. <laughs> that's that's my favorite name for them, the catamount, after I encountered one. And holy cow, they're scary looking. I mean, there's just something deep in your animal brain when you come upon one. You think, okay, I don't have a, a chance. It would be, uh, I would probably get a scream out. Yes, one scream would be my defense. And then its mighty jaws would be around my neck or wherever else it chose to put them. They just—they're they're so incredibly fast, and their their arms are so long, and they've got what four or five razors at the end of each one of those are the arms. But the one thing a naturalist once told me is that animals like a a, a catamount, they know instinctively that if they are injured, they will starve to death. So they look for easy prey, mm. and that's why if you're big, scary, or chuck rocks at them, um, they're going to say, "Out oh, of hell with this." And so run off. Can you I, hope. Can I backpedal as fast as I want? Yes, that's what you that's what you want to do. It's not about the speed, it's about the actual turning I your back. I think I would have put my phone away or dropped my phone. I can't imagine continuing to hold it while I was the, backing up. The reporter was talking about how that is also dangerous because holding it in front of you makes you smaller, right? You're not big out 
You're not expanding your view and also looking through the phone. How many Instagram hits am I going to get if I put away my phone? A lot fewer. Stupid. Um, But you will be alive to post more. So I don't know. It may balance out in the long run. Um, And uh, looking at your phone also kind of breaks the eye contact, might trigger the cat into attack mode. So having your phone out is not recommended. Put that away and find something shoulder level to chuck it. I'm just afraid I wouldn't remember all these things if I'm ever. Look it right in the eye. No, no, don't look it in the eye. No, is that sharks or is that catamounts? No, dogs, it's, wait a minute. Dogs, you look them in the eye, they punch them in you. the eye. <laughs> no, that's sharks. Right. I can't punch. He's over run there. Run downhill. No, don't run at all. What if my phone is out and I Google how to not get eaten by a mountain lion? Run in a zigzag motion. No, wait, that's a rhino. <laughs> you really ought to carry some sort of guidebook. That would be such a caveman death. That's what Ugh. I'd be thinking as it came upon me and I felt its hot breath. Well, I realized the end was near. Uh, this is like such a caveman death. Well, that was terrific. Michael, transition music. Mailbag. Your freedom-loving quotes of the day from George Orwell. We discussed this very late in the show yesterday in the context of the Marxist adolescent idiots in Portland tearing down statues of Teddy Roosevelt and Abraham Lincoln for the love of heaven. They claim to be, well, we're we're social justice advocates. Here's why they would tear down statues of even Abraham Lincoln. As Orwell said, the most effective way to destroy people is to deny and obliterate their own understanding of their history. You erase history. And then... Wait a minute, word, word, what, what, what the, this didn't work right. I stand by. And then he also wrote in 1984, a, uh... He a, died in 50s? I'm sorry, he wrote in the, uh, the book 1984. Oh. oh, for God's sake, these two were lined up, and then the stupid website has to stupidly reset itself. This is why I print stuff. So frustrating. So frustrating. Uh, it's Do you know co- he wrote 1984 and 1948? Did he have the numbers reversed or what? I mean, that's just embarrassing. It's just a good way to remember it. Yeah, the, the quote from 1984, uh, which I thought I had ready, uh, says essentially that we have erased... Oh, there it is. Finally. Stand by, everybody. This is from 1984. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Does that sound familiar? Every date has been altered. 1776, 1619, hmm. And the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. That is precisely what Black Lives Matter, what Antifa, what the Marxists are going for. They did the same thing during the French Revolution, too. Erased all of history, changed the names of everything. They even came up with a new calendar in the French Revolution. Just so th- th- everybody was stuck in the brand new uncertain present. And the only thing to stand on was the party and what it said today. That's what they're trying to create. Orwell saw it all. It's great stuff. Uh, scary, but great. Oh, to the correspondence proper, Justin Cal Unicorny writes, did you see Johnny Rotten went full MAGA? That's right, John Lydon of the Sex Pistols, Public Image Limited, etc. Said, and the punk rock scene has lost it. 
Now, you can only be punk rock if you follow all the fads in pop culture, uh, education, and the media. We are all sad conformists, drones, LMAO. Uh, just a, a private note, it, it, it brings me sadness to mention this. A, a former bandmate of mine, I guess, has gone way off the deep end, politically speaking. He was a lovely guy. I still, I'd still love to hang out with him. But um, since Johnny Rotten said, yeah, I'm voting for Trump, He's going around claiming that he's not a real punk. I mean, he was just uh, kind of could... in it for himself. That's like saying Joe Montana wasn't a real football player or a giraffe isn't a real animal. That's borderline mentally ill to claim that. What could be more punk than being for Trump, though, in today's climate? Right, right. It's like saying Chuck Berry really wasn't into rock and roll. It's just idiotic. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. I want to finish up the uh, discussion briefly of these insidious, un-American, indefensible certificates of need that were in vogue like 40 years ago, and 49 states had them. 14 have repealed theirs, and I, I hope it's a trend, and, and people who love liberty are fighting for this. But the idea is you have to go to a state board composed of the current hospitals and providers and say, Look, I need an MRI machine. I want to do MRIs for my patients because I see all sorts of patients. And frankly, I think they're overpriced and I'm not going to charge them as much. Or you don't even have to say that. And they'll say, no, 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 we don't think you need one. That's crazy. It's insane. Now that is central planning. Right, exactly. And uh, Tim Lawyer and others who fight for economic liberty, liberty have pointed out that there are all sorts of laws like this. Like there, there are a law they fought. Was it in Oregon where... There are a number of states that have this where if you want to open up a new moving company, Joe's careful with your junk movers, you have to ask the other moving companies in the area for their permission, which how did we get there? It's simple. The the companies or the medical boards or whatever, they bribe legislators. And they pass these incredibly monopolistic laws that are indefensible. So that you it's, won't, it's purely a transaction. Right, so that you won't have competition. Right. And you also don't have to get better, because that's what competition does, is make everybody get better. And then the politicians string together some sort of Looney Tunes argument. Well, we, we want stability. We, don't, we, we want to make sure the hospitals don't go out of business because of too much. And it's just there is no coherent explanation for this stuff. Uh, but it happens. And just one final quick note before we go to the fabulous Sherry Preston. Um... Well, I tell you what, why don't we go to Sherry? It'd take too long. Uh, Sherry's actually got a really interesting story going about the differences between men and women in dieting and keeping the the weight off. And Sherry joins us now. Good morning. How are you? Well, good morning. But I do like the fabulous Sherry Preston rather than just Sherry Preston. Is that okay? <laughs> ABC <laughs> insisted we introduce you that way. Is that, <laughs> Is that not okay? in your contract? Or? Is that a problem? <laughs> you, know, okay, not at all. you know, right off the bat, before we even get to the details, I see problems with this if it's true, because a lot of times... Husbands and wives diet together. In fact, it's a I lot know. easier if you both yeah. get on the train at the same time. But if, if we react differently, this is going to be tough. 
Well, it is, but if you you know, just like a marriage, you got to look at it in the long term. It's a long game here. It's not a short game. <laughs> That's so, true. <laughs> so, so what the deal is is there are researchers from uh, you know several researchers in England and Sweden and Denmark. They put two thousand people on diets. These were overweight people, pre-diabetic. They weren't obese, um, but they did need to lose a couple of pounds. And they put them on a low-calorie diet because really the one thing that, that that all doctors agree on is if you want to lose weight, put in put in less food in your mouth. So they put them on a, a low <laughs> that's what I've been trying to do. Put less food in my mouth. It is, but it's hard. That's that's my scientific uh, phrase yeah. for it. But, you know, what they found after eight weeks, okay, so two months they put them on this diet. They found that both the men and the women had lost about the same amount of weight, um, you know, about 10, 11% of their, their body mass. But when they checked other things going on in the body, they realized that the men were healthier. They had a greater change in fat mass. They had a greater change in waist circumference. They lowered their heart rate. They lowered their blood sugar indications. Women, however, um, they decreased their hip circumference, but they also had a decrease in their good cholesterol. Now, the reason for this is that when men lose weight, they most quickly lose it around their belly. And that belly fat is key to maintaining good health because when you have fat around your belly, that fat gloms on to your organs and it makes it difficult for your heart and is your it, lungs and everything else. And is, that, work. is that just because of the location, just because the fat's near the organs? Is it that yeah, simple? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because the women, when they lose weight, they tend to lose it more on their backsides, their hips, their thighs. Men lose it around their belly. So, you you know, while both you know look better, and you know after after two months, uh, the men generally, when you actually do the testing, are healthier. Now, interesting. If you give it more time, it evens out. So doctors want to study it more and see if does that continue over how much time. Sherry, I, I'm triggered by this conversation because we're on the West Coast, and 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 gender's a social construct, and you're really upsetting me with this science. Don't don't react to that. You'll only get yourself in trouble. Yeah. How can I do that? There was another study the other day. Oh, you're really going to not like this one. That said um, women who have heart attacks have a higher survival rate if they're treated by women doctors. Whoa. Wow. Any idea why? Um, they don't know why. They're, they're looking into it that, you know, uh, they're... There's no, you know, there's no statistical studies or anything, but they have looked at the numbers, and that's what they found out. You that's, know, a lot of people, like we had Dr. Jen Ashton on Good Morning America yesterday, and she said, you know, it really is, when you start getting into, you know, women are better at this, men are better at that, you, it causes real problems. It really does. I mean, you can't say women treat, you know, women heart attack patients better. They're just telling you the numbers. It, it's Those are the numbers. Well, right. It's the women doctors some... clearly hope the men will die and oh, wow. don't treat them well. What? Wow. Wow. Uh, it's, <laughs> it certainly could be about? some of the dynamics of the interaction. What a fascinating result. I, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I they can get to the bottom of that, or, although I'm now so upset I need a coloring book and a puppy. Please. <laughs> uh, you know what? Do it with a low-calorie snack beside you. That is really good tip. Some <laughs> carrots, perhaps. Sherry Preston, you are fabulous. Uh, thanks Thank so much you. for the report. Bye, guys. Take care. Great to talk to you. That's an interesting one to guess on. With So a woman uh, having a heart attack, you're just barely aware of what's going on. You see another woman, maybe you feel that much more comfortable than a guy. It could be that. I don't know. Who knows? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's difficult to, to characterize my theory briefly. Um, but, yeah, something like that. There's Listen, anybody who thinks gender is a, is a construct, you know, I'll grant you. Some sort of rigid gender roles are, are clearly, a, a, you know, a social thing. But the idea that sex is a construct is perhaps among the most idiotic notions cooked up uh, by 
by humankind. Well, she gave us two gender choices. According to Facebook, I think there are 54. Right. So to just well, focus get on... get Sherry back on to run down the other 52. Because to focus on just two out of 54 seems slicing it pretty thin. Right. What about gender-fluid pansexuals who have heart attacks? Huh? Cis-gender-fluid pansexuals what? who have heart attacks. Uh, huh. Treated by non-cis gender-fluid males. <sighs> um... Yeah. I, well, there's going to have to be, it's going to be like a speed dating. Or maybe... Uh, I'm having a heart attack, but I'd really, really appreciate a, a, a non-cisgendered, non-conforming, gender-fluid, pansexual, trans male. Well, I'm, oh, damn it, you had me, but I'm a, I'm just a male male. Well, thanks anyway. And you keep moving with your chest pain down the line till you find the one you're looking for. I want a hot nurse to treat me. If I'm going out, I'm going out happy. There you go. Well, Simple ain't, needs. That ain't going to help. A naughty nurse, perhaps. Michael. Um. Uh. So maybe the woman doctor just intuitively understands the what the. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a, do you get a guy in there? My heart hurts. Yeah, I'll get to you. That's what she's saying. She's angry at her husband. She's taking it out on him. Or maybe the doctor says, "So you single? Well, I'm having a heart attack. Well, I know, I know, it's here on your chart. Are you single?" <laughs> Wow. I don't know. I don't think any of these theories are cold water. (laughs) I'd really like to get back to the uh, certificates of need, because I'd like to rant about them all day long. Because you're mad. I I am mad. It's it's just insane. But it's uh, uh, the thought that I was going to express before Sherry came on was that so much of what the left decries as the imperfections or the flaws, the the evil of, of capitalism, is the opposite of capitalism. This is the uh, this is crony capitalism at its worst. This is government being used to fix the free market. These certificates of need. It's Get, awful. Getting back to the original uh, part of the story. So, are you going to have to wait? Are you all going to have to wait till January before you have your first meeting about getting something done? I, I don't know. Wow, that's crazy. I've got to look into other medical groups. That's and... crazy. That seems like something that should happen in, in rural India. Well, right, this massive system that I get my primary care from um, that will remain nameless for now until I get really annoyed, um, they have one guy who does this. A guy. I was, How impossible is that? I don't know. You got people lined up six months deep just to say hello, and it doesn't occur to you to get another one of them? I don't the know hell? if it's uh, because I grew up in unpopulated areas, so maybe it was different, or just my age, it used to be different, or both. But every time I call for something, and it's usually for my kid, but every time I call for something, I have in my mind this expectation that they're going to say, how about Thursday? Right. I just always expect that. And then I'm reminded when they say, uh, we've got something late September. Wait, it's I at have nine in the morning. Wait, we'll... throat. What do you mean September? And I think, what? Right. <laughs> I'll be dead by then. <sighs> All right. Um... We'll put you, you on the a... list if there are some cancellations, we'll right. call you. Or deaths, more likely. Yeah, they died because they're waiting. Right. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io. IO slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.